Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are down the final stretch they go, and it's a photo finish, a wrap-up of the Kentucky Derby. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. The NFL draft came and went. Who won and who lost? Discounted double check. Fire Brigade double checks why Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. The race for Lord Stanley's Cup is almost here, and we wrap up with the blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Tuesday night this week. Uh, we're down a man again. Braden's tied up with all the track and AU basketball he's got going on, but that's all right. We'll muddle through with the three amigos again. Uh, you know, the winning horse for this race, though, kind of came out of nowhere. He was a horse that... They, the team that got him won him at auction for $1,000. That's that's next to nothing for one of these racehorses. Uh, but if you look at him from a standpoint of who his trainer was and who his jockey was, we should have been giving him a lot more love coming up front here. Uh, trainer being Bob Baffert, legendary Bob Baffert, who now has seven wins most all-time of the Kentucky Derby. And uh, the guy riding him, the jockey, was John Velasquez, who uh, accumulated his amazing fourth win at the Kentucky Derby. So we really should have been – Given that horse a, a better look, and uh, he, he really proved proved the trainer and the jockey right and had a heck of a race. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and it, Rock Your World did go to his World Rock. There was a uh, pretty good bumping incident coming out of the gate, and that horse, uh, Rock Your World, just never recovered. They uh, they tangled coming out, and uh, um, actually, you know, the Medina Spirit got through that mess and, you know, pretty much led from gate to pole. So, um yeah, my uh, my like Matt said, we all picked Rock Your World. My dark horse was um, highly motivated, and uh, he didn't do well either. Finished tenth, so I was I was way off on my picks. But yeah, like Matt said, that that combination of Bob Baffert and John ba Velasquez two years in a row now. Mm -hmm. They both won, you know, they won last year. So they got to be, you know, I'm sure they'll. You look at next year, 2022, and if they are they're teamed up again. <laughs> You know, they got people are going to be leaning. Hey, man, that's a that's a that's a you know a team right there that you got to watch out for every year. So, but it was an exciting race to watch. Uh, just a shade over two minutes and one second, and um, it was it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, as everybody said, you know, Medina Spirit came out, led from the get go, from start start to finish. There, you know, just hot out of the gate. So, you know. Hats off to that to that uh, jockey getting it getting it done from from start to finish um, and takes takes home a cool one point eight six million dollars mm. so you know, nice that, payday that's yeah. always nice to go go for two minutes and win a nice uh, almost two million dollars so easy easy two million so um, but uh, well, you know it's that thousand dollar investment not seem so bad right, right? you know and actually that uh, they bought that for a thousand dollars but then uh, the horse was resold um, to the farm that actually raised him for 35000 But that even at that, that late in the game, that's still a bargain. That horse was originally bought to kind of be uh, just kind of a workhorse, not really a workhorse, but not they didn't think it would get anywhere near where it did. And, uh, you know, then it started really showing some promise, and it never finished below second in any of the races that they put him in. So um, it just – it was just, you know, I think the stars aligned perfectly, but – yeah, that's uh, that's quite a story. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, you know, even even the horse trainer, you know, himself, Bob Baffert, didn't have much confidence in the horse going into the race. Um, 
made some comments uh, several times in the media before before the race um, that this you know this colt was a cut below the rest of the horses. So not even the trainer had much much confidence in mm. it. But uh, you know is is kind of kind of crazy. Like like Dad was saying, this was actually kind of Baffert's backup horse. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, his real, you know, his horse he thought really had a legitimate shot. Um, Life is good. Actually, was the scratch um, had an ankle ankle injury and couldn't couldn't go. So that was the real, you know, that's that's who Baffert really thought was going to take it home for him. But uh, you know, this is actually the second year in a row that Bob Baffert has won with his backup horse. Mm, uh, nice last, backups. Yeah, la- last year was was the same deal. So you know he. He trains him well. He's got a, a good one and a good two, so it's always good to have, you know, a backup. So. Kind of like Tom Brady taking over Blue, Drew Bledsoe back in the day. <laughs> right, right. Um, so. but, but they said that uh, the jockey, Velasquez, kept telling, ba- kept telling Baffert, he said, hey, this horse has got some, got some potential. As he, the more he rode him and the more he worked with him, he said, you might, this horse is going to surprise you, and it really did surprise to everybody, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, next coming up, they got, you know, the second leg of that triple crown, the, the Preakness on, on May 15th. So mm-hmm. we'll see. like everybody but your wife, right? I yeah, she, she wasn't right. surprised. Right. She uh, bet and won some, won some money, which right. made up for my loss on <laughs> Rock Your World. So. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if uh, Medina Spirit, what he can do in this second part of that, that triple crown at, uh, at the Preakness uh, here in a, in a couple weeks. So, All right, very good. Well, let's move on to the NFL draft. We're not going to run down all the picks we'd be here for hours if we did that so <laughs> yeah. we just kind of went through and we each picked maybe a couple winners team wise player wise and maybe a team we didn't that we thought maybe could have done better um I'll, I'll, i guess i'll start um one of my winners i have the cleveland browns mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. uh they did really well um I, you know they wanted some help on defense so they took in the first round, they took you know Greg Newsom, a cornerback and a linebacker, Jeremy Awusu Karamu. Ooh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But <laughs> that sounded good enough to me. That <laughs> yeah. right there. But he, you know he was a highly recruited linebacker, so you know. And then they went and got a safety. Um, I mean they 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 got. I mean you put them with the safeties that they have: Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, Denzel Ward, John John Johnson in that backfield in Cleveland has the potential to have one of the best defenses in the league. They said that this defense could dictate how offenses have to come in and play them, not the other way around. So mm-hmm. so look for big things out of that Cleveland defense this year. <clears throat> yeah, right. They picked it's up that Tommy Togi in the fourth round, oh, too, which yeah. I think is a steal. I got, I got him on my list, man. too. They got him at a bargain in the fourth, middle of the fourth round yeah. out of OSU. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that was a great pickup. And then they obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, add, uh, you know, Jadavian Clowney right before the draft, right, too, to pair up with, with right. Miles Garrett. So, yeah, they're – their defense was definitely, you know, where their weakness was. You know, last year it was pretty clear against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They just couldn't get enough stops there. Mm-hmm. You know, the big third down. So, yep. you know, the Browns, you know, definitely addressed that in the draft. So. Yeah. So I got them with an A plus in this year's draft. You guys want to take over? I got another team that I thought did really well, but I'll hold on to that for now. Yeah. For me, I got uh, I got a winner, and I got the uh, the Carolina Panthers. For me, was was the big winner. Um, you know, clearly. They, you know, trade Teddy Bridgewater away. They invest in Sam Darnold, say they're picking up his fifth-year option. And that, to me, was was pretty clear that they, you know, that's who they are putting all their money on right now. You know, one-year kind of tryout in Carolina with Sam Darnold, and uh, they, they invested in him. They went they went with their first pick. They went defense. Uh, J.C. Horn, who is the actually the son of former wide receiver 
Joe Horn mm -hmm. uh, played for the Saints yep. for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, cornerback um, out of South Carolina, six foot one, two hundred pound corner. So kind of a bigger, bigger corner. But uh, this guy, is, this guy's an animal. I mean, he was playing against the best of the best there in that SEC defense and just locking down receivers left and right. So um, you know, good, good for them. They addressed defense there. I think that was kind of one of their weaknesses. Then they go, you know, in the second round, they pick up another wide receiver in uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, six foot three, two hundred pounds. So, you know, they they add another weapon for for Darnold to have uh, to add to that arsenal. Um, and then another another one uh, from from round three is uh, Tommy Tremble, the tight end out of Notre Dame, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, but mm -hmm. super super athletic. Even though you know, kind of a bigger bigger guy. Very, very athletic, can catch can catch the ball, but if you need him to go in there and block, he's, he's capable of doing that. So a little bit more extra protection for, for Darnold as well. And then, you know, I really like the the round four pick, uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, the running back out of Oklahoma yeah. State. They had a nice little, I think, uh, one-two punch there with Christian McCaffrey and uh, now adding Chuba to the – Chuba bring a little more physical physicality to that role, right? There. And we know, you know, McCaffrey's had some injury issues. You know, trying to be the workhorse for that, you know, that team. Maybe here now you get a, you can lessen the amount of reps or you know whatever that Christian McCaffrey has to take. Line him up more in the backfield, and then let you know Chuba be more of the the bruiser that that takes a lot of the hits and things like that. So, to me, I think uh, Carolina did did very nice job uh, surrounding adding some weapons to to Darnold. Adding some more pieces to that to that team, um, and I think uh, yeah, Carolina stole stole the show there. Nice. All right, Matt, who you got for a winner in this year's draft? Yeah, you know uh, they didn't have a lot of picks this year in the draft, but I, I feel like they picked well. I picked the the Chicago Bears. They were a playoff team a year ago, despite poor quarterback play, and they were able to snag who many thought was the second best quarterback in this draft, in Justin Fields, with the eleventh pick. Uh, they traded a little bit to get up there to get him. And then the second round, they were able to pick up an offensive tackle and uh, Tevin Jenkins to help protect that new investment. In the fifth round, they also picked up a, a tackle and guard, uh, Larry Borum. Uh, the rest of their draft had some solid picks for rotational players and guys that will really help push some of these veterans. And uh, with that returning defense, they look like they're poised to be right back in the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. I, That was who I had as my other winner as well was, was the Bears. I think, yeah, Justin Fields at 11 was a bargain. Mm -hmm. And then the, the – the Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle you talked about, he was the best run blocker in the draft. They said yeah, so, yeah. and they said he's he's good against the pass as or as a pass blocker as well. He just doesn't have a lot of experience there. So, mm -hmm. um, and then the wide receiver they picked up from North Carolina, Daz Newsome, five eleven, one ninety. He's not a speedster. He's not going to beat you deep, but they said he's got great hands. Not afraid to take a hit over the middle. Very physical. So. You know, I, I look for them to uh, do, you know, I think that's definitely going to upgrade their offense, and that's what they were lacking last year. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. I and think just a, another another team I looked at real quick that I thought had a had a winning grade here was the the Baltimore Ravens. They, they picked up an offensive weapon in Rashad Bateman in the first round. That helps uh, Lamar Jackson, the team. that Their offense kind of got a little snagged there in the playoffs against the Chiefs, so I, th I think that really helps there. They also added guard Ben Cleveland in the third round. That helped shore up their offensive line. 
defensive side of the ball, they picked up linebacker Jason Owe, who, and he ran a four three forty at his pro day for a linebacker. That's, that's flying. That's, that's pretty fast. Means he's going to be able to guard some some of the receivers. He's going to be able to blitz. Right. They're going to be able to do a lot of things with him. That's going to be impressive. Yeah. Um, and then they're also able in the fifth round to add Sean Wade from Ohio State, who mm. last year was a first was, rounder, was a potential first round <laughs> top pick. ten pick. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but a, a change in scheme for the for the Buckeyes and a change in position for him from kind of the nickel back to the to the man-to-man back really didn't do him justice. So uh, I think they could really That's have a, a nice steal pickup, there. though. That's a real nice pickup yeah. for the Ravens. Right, right. Now, and I think, uh, you know, Dad and Matt touched on it with uh, Justin Fields going to the Bears. I mean, it's kind of funny. He, you know, he goes to the Bears where, you know, the Bears have not historically had very good quarterbacks, you know, whatever. But if Justin Fields can, can uh, you know, do well in Chicago, I mean, he has the chance, guys, to be the best quarterback in the NFC North. Oh, I yeah. mean. We're talking Kirk Cousins. Yeah, mm. I mean, we all know what he's capable of. He's he's good enough to win you some games, but he's not phenomenal. He's not an all-star. Then you got, you know, Detroit, who just picked up Jared Goff. You don't know what the situation – you know, Jared Goff hasn't been phenomenal. But uh, – and then, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit here later, but the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay, you know – He might not be in the North yeah, You don't know what, what, what's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean – if, uh, you know, Justin Fields really dedicates himself, he has the potential to be, you know, that best quarterback in the NFC North. And uh, kind of ironic at the same time, too, because there was a lot of talk that Minnesota was trying to was, – was going to draft right. Justin Fields with their 14th, I believe, mm-hmm. pick. And uh, they just didn't, didn't get it because the Bears, you know, jumped up in front of them took Justin Fields, so, you know, Minnesota doesn't get doesn't get the chance. So well, they the did get an interesting quarterback in the third round, and the uh, the guy out of Texas, uh, uh, Texas Sam, uh, uh Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great pickup for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, you got any more winners you want to add to there, Colton? Nope, just okay. uh, just a couple, just a loser. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got a big one, the New Orleans Saints. Mm, mm. Oh, man, I, I think they just totally blew this <laughs> They need it. They need help at cornerback mm-hmm. because you know the, the loss of Javaris Je- or Janaris Jenkins, and I don't know what's going on with Marshawn Lattimore. He had you know he was arrested on gun charges. Plus he's in the last not only that legal troubles, but he's in the last year of his rookie contract as well. Mm-hmm. And they and they knew they needed cornerback help. So what do they do? They pick an edge rusher in the first round, <laughs> uh, Peyton Turner out of Houston. He's he's. He's that typical edge rusher size. He's 6'6", 270, 35-inch arms. But coming from Houston, you know, nobody really knows how he's going to play against right. that special talent that's out there. Mm-hmm. So and I guess then, could, could their thought be if there wasn't a good enough corner on the board and you're getting pressure on the quarterback, that's going to help the guys There was have? some good corners out there, though. Patrick yeah. Sertan. I mean, there yeah. were some good yeah. corners yeah. out there. I, I thought they could have done better. Their second pick, they take linebacker out of OSU. Pete Werner, and not that Pete's not a great linebacker, but I'm not sure his style fits the NFL style. He's more of yeah. a throwback. He's 240 plus, um, and if when he hits you, you're going to know it. Right. He's going he's gonna to lay the wood on you, but yeah. I think where you'll see him struggle is pass coverage. Yeah, I, I mean, don't he think runs decent. He's got n- a nice instinct, but yeah, he's not the fastest guy. Right. For you. So I, I'm not sure that was a great pick for him. And then finally, they did they did take a. Uh, um, in the mid third round, they took a cornerback out of Stanford, Paulson Adebo. So we'll see how that works out for him. And then, then they get down to quarterback. <laughs> um, Ian Book, I, you know that to yeah. me, that's not this is and the quarterbacks they have on the roster: Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, Jameis Winston. 
Wow. Not good. Got to be the guy. Out of yeah, that I mean, group. I mean, at that point, I mean, yeah, Taysom Hill is. He's played off and on. I mean, he was kind of the uh, you know the fill in when Drew Brees went down. Right. But I mean, majority of the time with the Saints, he's been filling in just as a offensive weapon. They line right. him up at wide receiver. They line him up at running back. Kind of they put him at cat. They put him at tight end. They right. you know move him all over. So I don't know how well he's going to do at the quarterback position right. just because he hasn't gotten a lot of reps there. But right. so if I'm so if I'm Jameis Winston, I'm thinking, man, this is. This is a good opportunity and for And probably me. my last yeah, opportunity. Yeah, and maybe my last chance to, to really show what I got. Right. And then, so Ian Book, not that he didn't play well at Notre Dame, but I don't, I don't think the arm strength is there for the NFL. I don't think he's got the zip on the ball that you got to have in the NFL. And to me, watching him play, he's a quarterback. I really don't know how else to explain it, but he has to see the opening to throw the ball. Right. He can't anticipate. As well, down. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to stare it down and, and um, smart, he, smart kid. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot, it, a lot of, but good he's not going to be a quarterback that throws a receiver open. If you understand that term, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's got to see the opening and then throw it. And a lot of times in the NFL, it's too late by then because these guys are fast. Oh yeah. So I, I, to me, I got the Saints as, as I, I rated them at like a probably a C minus in their pick. So. Yeah. All right. What well, you got, Colton? I got the big, the big loser, um, the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, they were on my radar. We too. all know, and you know, like I said, we're about to talk about it here in a little bit. Uh, they may be a big loser in more ways than one here, but uh, you know, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, we don't know how that's going to play out. But if we're talking about what Aaron Rodgers has said in the media, you know, several times, I want weapons, I want weapons, I want weapons. So what do they do in this draft? They go out. And on all of their picks except for two, they pick, they go defense. They go defense. They, yeah. They go, uh, you know, they finally in the and, and it's not even like their first two picks they went offense or anything like that. Right. It wasn't until the third round they went with a wide receiver, kind of a small wide receiver too, uh, five foot nine, two twelve out of Clemson, Amari Rogers, uh, wide receiver like I said out of Clemson. And then they don't even take another offensive player until their last pick in the seventh round. Oh, they had a center in the second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying offensive we- weapons. weapons. I'm yeah. saying weapons. I right, mean, right. offensive linemen. Yeah, okay, good. Add, add it to the you know list. But uh, as far as weapons go, um, you know, I, I, I just yeah. If you're trying to please Aaron Rodgers or keep yeah, him happy, you definitely didn't. You didn't. You didn't do that in this draft. But I would say yeah, they they just didn't address you know the needs of their franchise quarterback and you know how disgruntled he is mm-hmm. you know that was their defense I, I don't even think their defense was that bad last year I mean obviously you can always add a few more pieces to make it make it better but I mean they they their defense was 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 halfway decent right. last year yeah. and so I thought you know address address the offense um, add a few more weapons there and uh, you know see what you can do but uh, for me that's that's the big loser there and I Unfortunately, I think it's going to hurt them in the long run if, if Aaron Rodgers does decide, hey, I'm, I'm done in Green Bay. Yeah, well, well, and like Colton said, we're going to get into that next, but we got I got a lot of stuff to add on that. But <laughs> Matt, who you got as your loser in this year's draft? Yeah, I've got a couple of losers. My first one, uh, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They had an okay draft, but they seem to be reaching all day long. They picked up a wide receiver with uh, their first with their first pick, which uh, which Sue Joe Burrow wanted, but. Not who Joe Burrow needed. <laughs> his, his biggest needs an offensive line, and you know they they did pick up some guys, but the the guys they got just seemed like reaches that aren't going to help right away. Right. And I just I, I think Burrow's still going to be running for his life back there. 
if he doesn't have time, he's not going to be able to get the ball to his new weapon at wide receiver. So I, I, just, I, th- I think the Bengals blew it there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bur- Burrow's head was saying Jamar Chase. Burrow's knees are saying get me an offensive yeah, lineman. Right, so right. And, they, and there were some really good ones when they were right. And pick, they're picking, so. they're picking fifth. Yeah, so I mean, right. you got almost. I mean, you had a chance to pick any, any lineman you yeah. want. Yeah, you could have so. got Sewell or who? Yeah, yeah, yeah Slater, that, anything. Uh, it, yeah, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, Rashawn Slater. Any yeah. of those because yeah. no, no, no offensive lineman had come off the board before they picked, so they right. had their their choice of anybody they wanted. Yeah. So, and I thought there could have still been some decent receivers to take, even if they hadn't got, you know, the one that he wanted, Jamar. But you know, right. I think they could have picked up a receiver later yeah, on in the absolutely. draft. I think their biggest need was offensive, offensive line. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my other loser I have here is the Broncos. They needed a quarterback. And uh, with, they had Justin Fields and Mac Jones, the two starting national championship quarterbacks. They're ready for them to pick, and they passed on both of them. Went out, <laughs> got a cornerback in Patrick Sertan from Alabama. Uh, they did little to upgrade their offense, but uh, I'm actually instead of saying this is a, a complete complete lost draft, I'm actually going to leave this as undecided right now okay. because what I'm hearing is they may have passed up quarterback uh-huh. because they think that may be a destination for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. If, if that happens. Then good th- for them. this is a good draft. <laughs> yeah, then. yeah, good draft for them. Well, oh. let's get into the Aaron Rodgers thing, shall we? Yes, sir. Um, you know, 37 years old, nine-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler, three-time MVP. Uh, what else can you say about him? But the, what came out I heard this week is he has made the statement he will not play another game for Green Bay. Mm. Yeah, he said he's happy to sit at home and not do anything. That's right. right. Yeah. So, they won't trade him. So let's talk about some potential teams for a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I guess right off the bat, uh, the 49ers reached out uh, right away from Green Bay to San Francisco Bay, uh, <laughs> and they were told very abruptly no. Yeah. So that's why I think that's why you saw them pick Trey Lance, you know, with their with their first pick, their opening pick. Um, like Matt said, uh, the Broncos, they released Jeff Driscoll off their roster, so they only got two quarterbacks left on their roster in Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So, um you know, I, there's, there's neither a, one of those two have been yeah. proven. So no, whatever, those, so. I, those, that, neither one of those are your franchise quarterback. I don't think so. I think, yeah, the Bronco, the Broncos are a potential spot. Um, but I'm more intrigued with him going to the Raiders. I'd love <laughs> to see him go play for John Gruden. And they said that Gruden's one that he's always, not that Derek Carr hasn't done well out there, but John Gruden, since he's come there, um, you know, he's always looking. Even before he yeah. was the coach there, I mean, I can talk, I can remember him having some comments. You know, when he was going through the draft process, Derek Carr was, and you know, just didn't have. I, I wouldn't say he just you know bashed him, but you know, wasn't didn't super, either, wasn't super, yeah. like, super high on him either. So, right. uh, you know, Gruden and and Gruden's one of those guys that he always rumors that he's going to take you know a, a quarterback with one of his and then he know, never does. Right. Then he never does. So <laughs> yeah. it seems like to me. He wants a veteran, you know, he wants somebody that's already been proven yeah, to come into Las right. Vegas. He's always so. looking to put more talent under center, right. I think, and I think with a veteran quarterback. So um, Derek Carr's number, you know, since he's been the starter there, he's 47-63, and 63, which is not great. No. But last year he had a good season, 27 TDs, only nine interceptions. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, he could be worth something on the free agency market too. They said – what I was reading that he could be worth uh, one or two first round picks to a team that needs a quarterback. So right. if you can get if you can get Aaron Rodgers and then get some of your picks or some of your money back by dealing Derek Carr to somebody else, I think that's a real good move for the Raiders, mm-hmm. and I'd like to see it. Um, yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be a pretty good spot for Aaron Rodgers. Actually. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So 
just to kind of reiterate some of the stuff that, that Dad said, yeah, it, it sounds like at this point uh, there's not much that Green Bay can do to salvage this relationship. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like it's a it's a done deal. Um, kind of similar to uh, if you guys remember Carson Palmer back in 2011 with the Bengals, where he basically told the Bengals, "I'm retiring. Trade me, or I'm retiring." Well, like, how mu- how close does this resemble the Brett Favre situation? Yeah, <laughs> and what is yeah. up with Green Bay? Yeah. Why do they not want to keep their all stars, there's these veteran Pro I, Bowl. I think that's another part of this whole of fame. Right. Rogers has seen the story before. Right. 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 The right. script is repeating itself. So if there's one team that should know how to handle this situation, it should be the Green Bay Packers. And, they're, and they're this happened five, ten years ago. I mean, with, with Green Bay. And they're Bay, making the same mistake. And they're doing again. it all over again. You know, it, it seems like, yeah, Rogers is very disgruntled over the whole situation that happened last year's draft, them taking a QB. And from what I'm hearing, it, it, they took a QB without him knowing they were taking a QB. So, you know, does he have to be involved? You know, I, I, I don't know. At, at this point, I'm kind of broken. You know, who runs the team here? Mm-hmm. Is it the franchise quarterback or is it the, the, the front office that's running running the team? I so. think you owe it to the guy to come to him and say, hey, you're at that point, you know, last year, he's 36 years old. You got a few we're good lo- we're years left. At the future, yeah. We're right. looking at the future. Not, we're not getting away from you, but we'd love for you to stay. We're going to pay you to stay. We're going to get weapons for you to throw to and mentor this kid. We mm-hmm. think that much of you. There's a there's a right way and a wrong way to handle this, and I think keeping it all hush hush and then reaching out and taking this quarterback with that with you know with Aaron Rodgers not even being give the heads up was the wrong way to handle it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, Green Bay has obviously come out and said, you know, absolutely not, we are not trading Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers wants them to commit to him, you know, longer, longer term, a few more years. Green Bay has, uh, has not come out and said, you know, they, they've said, we're committed to you to 2021, but they haven't said, you know, anything past 2021, so that's one year. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers thinks he has a has a few more than just one year left in the tank. So, but uh, you know, I'm sa- I'm hearing something that you know may or may not help help the situation. Basically, Aaron Rodgers, you know, sources say that he wants the GM gone. He wants right. the GM from Green Bay out of there. That may or may not be able to help help the situation. I don't know, but uh, you know, that may be a step in the right direction. Whether Green Bay kind of bows down and you know listens to him, you know, that's you know, we got a long way to go before the, the season starts. This is going to be interesting so, to watch, but, folks. Uh, this is, you know, this is a highly There's even more than just the GM, too, though. I mean, even the head coach showed no confidence in him in the playoffs. Right. And he wouldn't let him go for it. Yeah. Right. I right. think, I think that might have been kind of the icing on the cake <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah, I think he definitely made some comments, you know, after that game, you know, several weeks after that, you know, slowly started to build mm-hmm. towards where we're at now. I mean. At that point, people were like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's not in. Now it, it seems like it's building more momentum. There's more fire behind right. it. So, And like Dad said, the 49ers reached out uh, Wednesday night before the draft to Green Bay. Green Bay shut it down immediately. No no details were discussed, nothing. And then I'm also, you know, also heard that actually the Rams reached out back in January. Yeah, I did hear before, that as well. Before they traded for Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. but – same same response. Yep. Shut it down immediately. So you know it, it's kind of crazy. I, I saw I saw a stat today, but the um, former MVP, so an MVP that you know won the MVP award in the previous season, has never been traded the following season in in the NFL. First uh, time for everything, so, I guess. You know, this could be could be a first time. You know that that happens. Uh, we'll we'll see how it how it goes. 
Um, and uh, I was looking on, on Vegas, you know, Vegas odds, and, you know, Dad said Broncos have the best chance according to Ve- – if he doesn't return to Green Bay, Denver has, has the best odds, and the Las Vegas Raiders are right there. Oh, wow. Are right okay, there. I, did, I, I missed that. I didn't actually yeah, see are, that. Are the top two teams right now to have the best chance to, to sign them. And, you it's, know. it's actually swaying where the money's going for next year's Super Bowl. Right. I, a lot of people are actually now starting to bet on the Broncos thinking they're going to get Rodgers. So wow. Right. It's really moved the line there. It's really hedging. Yeah. And, and reaching and out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to this point, yeah, no, de- no actual trade details have even been discussed with any team whatsoever. It's yeah. just been teams that have been calling just to inquire about how serious. And it's almost been like, hey, you're interested in trading Rodgers? It's like, no, no. Yeah. click. Click, hang up yeah, the phone. Dial tone. So, yeah, that's you know, I feel like Green Bay is really doing their team a disservice by, by not listening because if he's going to end up going, if he's actually going to refuse to play, he's going to sit out, You're going to miss out. You're going to miss yeah, out. They, they, now they've, they've backed they're, themselves they're, in a corner. There are a lot of teams to trade to. There's a lot less now. They're going to get a lot less out of him. I mean, they, they really – they really messed this up. If, if they were going to trade him, they need to do it before the draft and, and get as much as they could for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know his new his new boss could be NBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, he he was guest host on Jeopardy, and he loves it. Uh, and he he got the highest ratings of all the guest hosts, better than Ken Jennings, better than uh, Anderson Cooper, better than anybody else they had on there. So hey, yeah. maybe you'll see him every night at seven thirty or seven o'clock on Jeopardy. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah, he's definitely done a nice job and has said a lot that he loves doing it and, you know, has even practiced doing it and has really, you know, taken an interest in being the host of Jeopardy. So, Green Bay, you Good know, for him. We'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. So, it'll be, a, yeah, a very interesting storyline to, to see what happens. Like I said, we got a long way till the next season starts, but this is uh, slowly building some more momentum. Yeah, so. Keep an eye on this one, folks. <clears throat> this is going to be fun to watch, too. All right, is that all we got for Aaron Rodgers then? Yes, sir. All right. Let's do uh, NHL seasons wrapping up. We got uh, between most teams got between four and six games left before we wrap up the uh, 56 game season. Um, as you know, all teams they played only teams in their own division. All 56 games were uh, games in your own division, and then uh, the top four teams from each division were playing the first two rounds: one versus four, two versus three. So. You're not going to get out of your division until you get to the third round of the playoffs. So basically, the semifinals. Right. So, so I mean, that, to me, when it gets to that third round, it's going to be a crapshoot because nobody's there's, played. There's no, there's no East and West. It's just right. the four, you know, teams that make it. So you can yeah. see two teams from the East, two teams from the West playing each other, or you right. know, East West playing each other. So you could see a. A big mixture of, of teams, you know, playing each and other. And right now, with with you know, with only four to six games left, the East is the only uh, four teams that are set right now. Yeah. You got the Pittsburgh Penguins on top, Washington Capitals in second, the New York Islanders in third, and the Boston Bruins just wrapped up the fourth playoff spot. So, um, that's the only the only. Uh, division that's set right now so. but those all one through four can change yeah that can change they're all there all of them are within like a couple of points of each other right. so i mean they're still you know they're still playing for something you know to go and basically from one to four so and they're going to try to get all 56 games in but they said if they can't if another COVID situation happens then they would go on percentage they want to go on like total points is the way they want to do it but if it gets down to it and they have another uh, issue with a COVID outbreak, then they said they would go to percentage points. But so then you want to move on to the central, Matt? Did you 
write some notes down on the Central Division. Yep, so we got three teams that are already locked into the playoffs. you got the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, and Tampa Bay Lightning. They've all clinched their spot. So it's down to really two teams to take that last spot. you got uh, Nashville, who's currently got 60 points. they got one game left against Columbus and then three against Carolina. Mm. And then you got Dallas, who has currently 56 points, and they have three left against Tampa Bay and three against Chicago. Mm. So uh, I, I really think this is probably – Nashville should be able to, to firm that up, I think. The, the Columbus, I, I was going to say that's a win. <laughs> uh and then they're three against Carolina. I, th- I think they could split there. So that would give them 64 to 66 points. Uh, Dallas with 56. I don't think they can beat Tampa Bay. I think they lose all three of those. And then Chicago, maybe they can beat beat them for all three. That would take them to 62. Not enough. So right. I, I, think, I think Nashville clinches that I, spot. I think I yeah, you there. make a good point there, Matt. E- ESPN's giving, them, uh, giving Nashville about – a 91.2% chance of making the to playoffs. 14, yeah, yeah, and uh, Dallas, 8.8%. So, oh, wow. There's, there's a chance, but, you know. So you're saying some, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a chance, but, uh, you know, Central Division, though, you know, even with those three teams locking it up, they're all tight within each other, right. you know, within a couple games, even like the East Division. it's And these teams are all going to be so familiar with each other. I mean, they've – just beating, then, been beating each other's brains out all, all year. All the games in the playoffs are best of seven. So, right, you know, right. it's not just, you know, a three-game series or, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be seeing each other quite a bit, you know, off and on. So it's it's going to be going to be interesting. But Probably getting a little tired of seeing each other. and you know, Get a little chippy out I'm there. I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, just ask uh, what, that Tom Wilson. Apparently <laughs> yeah. things are getting chippy with him. He just got that big fine for yeah. getting in an, another fight with somebody. And yeah. Five thousand dollar fine. And Before too much longer, he's going to find himself out of the league. He's been he's been in fights. <laughs> he's been a, he's been, uh, yeah, he's been among uh, controversy. Illegal hits. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, the NHL is not going to deal with it much longer. I don't think. Right, right. right. But well, then the, you got the North Division, which only has two teams that have so far sewed up a spot. Colton, you want to run down the North for us? Yeah. So we got uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs sitting there in the first spot, um, and then you got behind them the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so two two uh, Canadian teams there, and then actually the rest of the teams obviously in that North Division are all Canadian teams, but uh, you got the Winnipeg Jets, um, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Calgary Flames. Uh, Winnipeg and Montreal are, are kind of tied right now, so they're obviously the two front runners. They're just trying to kind of battle it out with for who gets third, who gets fourth, you know, just, just seeding at that point. Uh, Calgary uh, sitting there at 47 points, so about 10-ish points behind the uh, the Jets and the Canadians. So ESPN's giving uh, the Jets 99.2% chance wow. and uh, giving the Montreal Canadiens a 95.3% chance. And then Calgary there – Five point four percent chance of, of making. They got the their work cut so out for them. Yeah, yeah they, they're, they're going to need Winnipeg and Montreal. To yeah, lose but, a lot of their remaining. Yeah, games they're they're basically they need so. some help. They're basically going to have to hope that Winnipeg and you know Montreal lose out and yeah. you know Calgary wins out right. kind of deal uh, for for a chance at, at that. So yeah, that's as close to locked up as yeah. for not being locked up. Right. right. I think right. one one more win for each of them probably could potentially lock it up. Locks right. Calgary right. out of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So be on the outside looking in. So and then you got the West. Um, three teams have already locked up a spot. Las Vegas Golden Knights sitting on top, Colorado Avalanche in second, and the Minnesota Wild in third. But then you got three teams actually fighting for that fourth spot with the St. Louis Blues, the Arizona Coyotes, and the L.A. Kings fighting for that fourth spot. So that's going to be interesting to see how that wraps up out there. Yeah, no, I think uh, 
I think pretty much St. Louis has it wrapped up. Uh, like I said, I, I love to look at the numbers, and uh, ESPN is giving them a 99.5% chance to make the playoffs. Maybe not much of a race. And uh, Arizona there, 0.3% chance, and uh, Los Angeles Kings at a 0.2% chance. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of work to be done for either one of those two teams. To but make anything it. can happen. But, uh, you know. That's what we love about sports. Right, yeah. right. Anything Absolutely. is possible, so that's why they, that's why they play the game. But, uh, you know. Should be interesting to see, yeah, how the how the season wraps up. Um, so yeah, who it, do you like? Like just kind of just in. A I'll pick I'll pick one from each each of these divisions. Okay. Uh, coming out of the central, I, I like Tampa Bay. Uh, oh, yeah. They just they've been good for so long, and they, they they're playoff tested. Can't really go wrong and there. They, they added a key piece in David Savard from the Blue yeah. Jackets around the trade deadline. So I yep. think that was was a big pickup for them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the East Division. Uh, I'm torn between two teams. I'm, I'm on Boston and Pittsburgh. I think it'll probably ultimately be Boston coming out of there. Uh, North Division, I like Toronto Maple Leafs. And in the West Division, I'm actually liking the Colorado Avalanche. All right. All right. Yeah, no. Colton? For me, uh, I, I like, uh, you know, through the, through the East, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that one is a tight race between all those teams right there. Um, you know, one through four, it could literally go, go to anybody. Um, but I, I like the Capitals. I mean, I think they just have, you know, a veteran veteran team. Uh, you know, Ovechkin, hopefully Tom Wilson can keep himself out of trouble and, you know, keep himself on the ice because he's a, he's, a he's a key piece for them. He's, he's, a, he's a nice player for them and, uh, you know, real, real key, key player for them. So, you know, I like them to come, come out of that East Division. Uh, in the Central, you know, I've been high on, uh, like, like Matt said, I've been high on the Tampa Bay Lightning to repeat as Stanley Cup champions several times when we've talked about the NHL. Mm -hmm. They've always been my Stanley Cup, you know, pick. So I got to ride them till, till I die. So I'm taking, you know, Tampa Bay. They got a real good team there. Very, very good goalie um, for, for them. And I think that's the difference maker in the playoffs is having a, a very veteran, you know, goalie. So yeah. I, like, I like Tampa Bay to take it there in the central. Um, in the north, I like um, I like the Toronto I like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've been been very high on on them as well. Um, I really like um, what is it Austin Matthews there for possible MVP. So I really like Toronto in, in the North Division, and in the West, uh, you know I like Las Vegas. They got a, a, a real phenomenal goalie there. Um, actually took him you know from Pittsburgh when uh, when it came when they actually came into the league. Took took the goalie from um, from Pittsburgh. Plays really well. Um, Gold, uh, the Golden Knights uh, towards the top in scoring. So, you know, they've, they've been real close to, to getting there, you know, to, to win the Stanley Cup. But I, I like them to, to come out of that West Division. Okay. Real quick, so we can get done with this and into our blazing bets. I like the Caps coming out of the East. I was a Washington fan before the Blue Jackets even came into existence. And then I had to switch to my hometown team. But <laughs> um, I like the Caps coming out of the East. I'm like Matt and Colton. I like Tampa Bay coming out of the Central. Uh, I'm, I'll go with Colton in the north and the Maple Leafs and with Colton in the west with the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, we got a few minutes. Uh, let's do our blazing bets of the week. We each picked a different sport. I'm going to see if I can get back to uh, 500 this week. My blazing bet for the week is a game that's actually later tonight, 10 o'clock, Toronto versus the Clippers. It's a nine-and-a-half point spread. Um, Ibaka is still out for the Clippers, but – Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. Are out, is out for the Raptors. So um, the Clippers have been real good against uh, against the spread. So uh, take Clippers to cover the spread tonight. Absolutely. 
I'm going to switch it up over to the MLB. I got a game actually tomorrow, uh, May May 5th at uh, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time uh, between Houston Astros sitting at 15 and 13 versus the New York Yankees who are sitting at 514 and 14. So Yankees have kind of kind of turned it around uh, since we last talked about, you know, baseball uh, sitting at 500. But this is actually the second game of the three-game series. They played game one tonight. Um, so we'll see see how that goes. But pitchers, pitchers for the night, we got Luis Garcia, uh, 0-3, but a 2.7 ERA for the Astros. Um, Yankees are throwing out Jordan Montgomery. He's 1-1 one one with a 4.39 ERA. Uh, Astros... Seven and three in their last ten games, and the Yankees are seven and three in their last ten games. Um, but I think the Yankees at the same time are kind of benefiting from playing a little bit of a weaker schedule. So um, you know they played played the Indians, they played the Orioles, and they played the Tigers in you know in that ten game stretch. So you know those teams are not you know not the best of talent. The Indians probably the best out of out of those three. The other the other two teams, the Orioles and Tigers bottom feeders in their in their division so i think uh, yeah yankees benefiting from from the uh from the easy schedule but as a result of that i'm taking the houston astros to win this game they are actually the underdog in this one um, wow. so taking they, the dog they are actually 4-0 this year as the underdog so you, you know i'm taking them you know they're plus 120 right now on, on vegas sportsbook so if you bet $100, you got yourself $120 coming your way. So, you know, you're basically doubling your money if, if you bet nice. bet on them. So, you know, I'm taking the Astros to win that game. Very good. All right, so I picked a game in the NHL. It's uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Dallas Stars at Tampa Bay Lightning. I think Dallas keeps this game close. They have to have a win to hold on to a chance at the playoffs. But ultimately, I think Tampa Bay is just too good, and they're going to they're gonna pull the win out and effectively put Dallas's uh, – Chances for the playoffs on life support. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we're going to come at you again on Tuesday next week as well as I'll be in Las Vegas next Wednesday. Mm, so yeah. good for me. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to catch the Golden Knights so play. You're going to make our blazing bets for each of us when, once yeah, you get to Vegas? Right, yeah. Yeah. You give me the cash, I'll put it down <laughs> for you. So. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, we're going to come at you uh, next Tuesday at 715 again from Delaware, Ohio. You guys got anything you want to add on the way out here? Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, we, we always love the fans, you know, chiming in, giving their giving their support. You know, we have an Instagram. We got a Facebook. So, you know, reach out to us. We want to hear your comments about the show. You know, things we do questions, well, comments, things, we, things we don't do so well. You know, anything, anything, questions, comments. Be kind. Remember, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, we, we love the fan interaction. So we, we, we'd appreciate you guys, you know, reaching out to us and, you know, Finding you know finding a way to interact with us because yeah we love love listening to the fans so we appreciate you you listening tonight and uh, you know that that's it for the show all right we'll see you next Tuesday thanks.